Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411 about Xander Smith, which first thing I want to say, his name's spelled Z-A-N-D-E-R. I thought Xander was with an X. I mean, I guess you can spell it both, but... I okay. think I was always aware that his was spelled with a Z, so that didn't cross my mind until you text me about it and spelled it with an X and then corrected yourself. Oops. So. Okay, I guess it's just me then. I don't, I don't know. I've never met anyone named Xander in real life, I don't think. Well, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he spelled it with an X. The local club by us is called Xander's and it starts with a Z. Yeah. So maybe my reference comes from the local bars, not from General Hospital. Mine was from Buffy. (laughs) That was the only thing I had to base it on. (laughs) All right. So Amanda's going to get us started telling us all about Xander. And yeah. So I did 2000 through 2002. And it says Mark Brett originated the role in 2000. I do not remember him, which I, makes me feel really bad because I should remember him. Not that he did it for very long because Chad Brandon started in 2000 also, but I do not remember any part of Mark Brett. They have a picture on here. And see how many episodes he did. I didn't look it. I did not look it up. I guess I should have. But they have a picture of him on here. He's very attractive, so I think I would remember him, but I don't. So when I, when I first read it, I thought it was going to say he was, he played the character longer and I was going to really feel bad because I only remembered the later Xander, but they did announce when 
Chad took over, they said the role will now be played by, and that made me happy because I hate that they don't do that anymore like we've talked about before. I agree. And all right, so on his IMDb, it just says Xander number one. (laughs) All right. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that it matters. I just, I felt bad that I hadn't remembered him. So anyway. Okay. So you heard them say the role of Xander Smith. Did it sound like Mr. Feeney to you? Oh, I'd have to watch it again. I'm sorry. (laughs) Go back and listen to it and let me know. Because the first time I listened to it, I was like, is that Mr. Feeney? (laughs) All right. I will re-listen and let you know if I think it's Mr. Feeney, which I'm sure is not his real name either, but okay. It's not. I just forget his name right now. Yeah. No, you're good. Okay, so 2000 to 2002, I used General Hospital Fandom because that's our favorite site because it gives usually the best information. I used it also. Okay. Just get that out there now. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. And my time frame in my mind, which we know happens often, was off with this too because I I thought that Xander and Emily dated younger than than what they were like that he was still in high school with them and stuff but he wasn't he was Mm -hmm. out of school so my I'm glad that I like reread it because it jogged my memory so Xander worked at a local rave club and sold drugs to young kids for mobster mobster Joseph Sorrell one night Emily Quartermain attended the club and was drugged she woke up in a hotel room with a dead man next to her Lucky saved her and hid the body. So I watched the first video that you'll link the thing to because I don't know what the title of it was. Did you watch that play? Like, did you watch it from the playlist? Yes. Oh, my gosh. There is someone, and I'm just going to put it, It's I can't add it to our playlist, but there was someone who did 158 videos in order. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I started watching. And it went into more detail, obviously, the show does. Of So Emily woke up in the hotel room with this dead guy next to her. She panicked and left the room and called Lucky and Nicholas. And they came and cleaned up the room and took the body and put it in Xander's car. And that ended up framing Xander for the murder of this guy who happened to be an undercover cop. But he had not actually killed the cop. It was Sorrell's men who had killed the cop. Which, again... Sorrell has been a significant yes. part of that time period, and we still can't find any information or videos of him. Right. I've never seen the man, but he's this huge crime lord. But then they I don't know. We've seen him, but we can't find information on him. Remember when we tried to do the 90s mall? Oh, right. That's what I mean, is there's no, there should be pages and pages of information on him. No general hospital fandom of him, nothing on YouTube. It's like right. he never existed, and yet he was a huge nemesis to Sonny and Luke. And yes, for a long time, because this I didn't realize Xander worked for all of the mob bosses as the story goes on. So they believe that Xander was responsible for Ted was the undercover cop's name for Ted's death because he had been in the room that night. But Xander had actually prevented Sorrell's men from killing Emily as well. They planted Ted's body in Xander's car. And at the next rave, they called the police. On the night of the rave, everything was going as planned until the police showed up. Xander got scared and grabbed a frightened Emily at gunpoint and drove away. And that was your boy, Taggart, that showed up to make that arrest. And which Emily was this? Original Emily. 
Amber Tamblyn. Yes, I love her. It made me want to watch, um, what's that movie? The Traveling Pants. Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. Thank I've never you. seen that. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to watch that. Oh, my right. gosh. Quarantine to-do list. Yes, exactly. I made my kids watch it. It's cute. While on the run, Xander and Emily fell in love. Jason tracked them down, and Emily pleaded with him not to kill Xander. She told her brother that Xander didn't kill the cop and that Sorrell was behind it. Jason let him go but told him not to come back. But Xander did come back to Port Charles to see Emily because he couldn't stay away from her. He wanted her to run away with him, but she knew she couldn't leave her family. Instead, she convinced him to turn himself into the cop since he hadn't actually killed anyone. He agreed to it, but Nicholas and Lucky saw them talking in the park and attacked Xander. Despite Emily's protest, they called the cops and Xander went to jail. And the videos of that was really cute. He snuck into her room and Edward was threatening to cut down the tree that led up to the window of her room because she kept having people sneaking in or she was sneaking out. Yep. And Monica thought that she had, um, this is when she was dating Juan originally, that she had had Juan sneak in her room and was hiding under the bed. And really it was Xander. So, and that brought back some memories because Gia was there then. All yep. these characters that we've been talking about because of Taggart's return was all part of this ring of kids then. Uh, Emily was able to get Alexis Davis to be Xander's lawyer, and she got him a deal so he could be released. When Sorrell tried to kill him, Emily convinced Sonny Corinthos to protect Xander until he could testify against Sorrell. Near Christmas time, Xander, Sonny, Emily, and Alexis were leaving the police station when two of Sorrell's men, dressed as cops, opened fire on the group. Sonny and Xander were shot and put in the hospital, but each made a full recovery. Did you I watch the video of that? I didn't, but didn't we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, I feel like. Is when that we were the one where Sunny? he picked her up off the, like, she Emily jumped in his arms and he was spinning her around in the snow? And then they opened fire on them? That would make sense, because I think we talked about it when we were doing Sunny a couple of weeks ago for the mob boss mm-hmm. that he got shot coming out of the police station then. So I think that's the same time, but I didn't watch that one. Um, Emily's family hated Xander and tried everything to keep the two apart. When they shipped her off to boarding school, Xander went after her and then came back to Port, they came back to Port Charles to live together. Edward faked an assault on himself and claimed Xander was responsible. Xander was arrested and Emily broke up with him as part of a deal with Edward to get the charges against Xander dropped. Everyone eventually found out what Edward did and Xander was released. Emily moved in with Xander above Kelly's against her family's wishes. Again, why aren't people living above Kelly's anymore? I know, that drives me crazy because everybody started out living. Liz lived there. Kelly's. Jason yeah. lived there for a little bit, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Lucky, Lucky lived did. There. Everybody, that's like where you go when you're too old to live at home, but too broke to have a real apartment. You go live above Kelly's. That's where Willow should have been living. Yes. Ugh. That would have been perfect. It would have. Yep. And that's where Nell would have totally gone. would have been staying above. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Nell would have gone as soon as she got out of jail, too. Yeah. Why are they dropping the ball? Anyway, Lucky and Nicholas arranged for Xander to be able to take Emily to her prom in style, and the two made love that night for the first time. But Sorrel wouldn't leave them alone. He had some of his men try to kill them, and they knew they had to leave town together. Sky, jealous of the attention Emily got from their family, offered to help Xander and Emily get out of town. She gave them some money to catch a bus headed out of Port Charles. When they got to the station, one of Sorrell's men was waiting for them. 
the bus crashed into a train and Emily was temporarily paralyzed. After another attempt was made by Sorrell to kill them, Xander begged Emily's parents to send her away to rehab and not tell him where they were sending her in order to keep her safe. I forgot about Skye having such issues with Emily, too. I know that's not really a part of the Xander story, but as I... It is, Back to that time. Yeah, because, I mean, Emily was not blood-related, and they treated her like a queen, and Skye was blood-related and was treated like dirt. Yes. But not by Alan, because Alan loved them all. Yes. Alan was sweet to everyone. The whole family just fell in love with Emily, though, because she was young and spunky and needed a family after her mom passed away. So Sky was a grown-up by the time she came into the picture. It's not like she was a little girl that needed. Have we done Sky yet? We need to do Sky. There you go. (laughs) Add that to the list. Xander tried to rescue Carly and Alexis when Sorrel took them hostage, but ended up getting shot. He was one of the many suspects when Sorrel was found murdered in the hospital bed, but he was actually innocent. Xander then went to work for Sonny at his warehouse and did some side jobs for him. When Sonny had AJ kidnapped and held at his warehouse, he persuaded Xander to go in and have AJ sign his rights to Michael away. When AJ got free, he called and told Emily that Xander had held him down and poured alcohol down his throat for Sonny. Emily again believed AJ and blew Xander off. Estranged from Carly, Sonny asked Xander to watch over Carly without letting her know he was doing so. They became friends in the process. I don't remember that. Hearing it, it doesn't sound unfamiliar. Right, but I don't remember it. As I read more about this, I just don't remember it ever being a thing. So it says, when Emily told Xander that she had started dating someone else, Xander took it very hard and became self-destructive. He kissed Carly in revenge, but she told him they were still friends. She wasn't too happy to learn that he had befriended her on Sonny's request, but Xander made her believe that he truly liked spending time with her, and she warmed to the idea. She didn't realize that he had begun to have real feelings for her. They nearly shared a night of passion, but Xander realized that Carly was trying to make Sonny jealous, so he pushed Carly away. She left distraught, and Xander blamed himself when Carly turned up missing after her car plunged into the lake. I can't, I, maybe because I loved him with Emily so much and then I was so mad about him being with Elizabeth that that's the only romance stories that I remember. I don't remember him trying to hook up with Carly. Yeah. When Carly was discovered alive and well, she went back to Sonny. Sonny then fired Xander when he accused Jason of putting the moves on Carly. Xander decided he was through with the Corinthos family and sold the information he had on Sonny as revenge. When Sonny found out, he had Jason beat him up. Elizabeth found Xander and took care of him. They began to grow close and an attraction between them developed. When Elizabeth was kidnapped by Roscoe and put in a crypt, Xander attempted to rescue her, but then got thrown in next to her. In their attempt to escape, they broke a gas line and passed out. When Jason came to rescue them, the crypt blew up and Xander suffered some injuries. Xander and Elizabeth eventually became lovers, but she was torn between him and Jason. Although she picked Xander, Xander continued to fight with and go after Jason. I just don't like him with Elizabeth. I can't say that enough. (laughs) While working for Roy DeLuca against Sonny, Xander got involved with the new mobster in town, Louise Alcazar. Xander snuck into Alcazar's yacht to try to figure out the identity of the mystery woman on board. He was caught, beaten, and tossed overboard to drown. He managed to survive, but he had amnesia and couldn't remember much of anything. Elizabeth took care of him while Jason protected both of them from Alcazar's men. When Xander regained his memory, he hid it from Elizabeth at first and began making an attempt to turn his life around. 
He gave a statement to the cops about what happened on the boat and went to work for Ned at ELQ. So he really did work for all the mobsters. Yeah. How did he not end up dead before? I'm surprised it was, you'll get into how he died, but I'm surprised it was not one of those mobster families. Spoiler alert. I'm not telling them. I'm just saying. You said he died. Oh, well, I mean, he's not on the show anymore. And we know he died because Cameron talks about how his dad's not here anymore. But we didn't talk about the fact. You can show your sadness for that in a minute when it's your turn. Okay. He soon resorted to his old habits by agreeing to help Ned go after Sonny. His past also caught up with him when he discovered his estranged father had come to Port Charles. He had flashbacks of his brother's death and immediately went back to using drugs to ease his pain. When Xander wound up in jail for trashing Jake's bar, he had to agree to see a therapist in order to stay out of prison. But the therapist trashed two bars at this point? Yes, there you go. Take a running list. It's a train wreck. (laughs) But the therapist turned out to be his estranged father, Cameron Lewis. They traded insults regarding old wounds before Cameron stormed off. Xander shared with his new best friend, Gia, that several years earlier, Xander's older brother had been killed in a hunting accident and Cameron blamed Xander. So that's, that's that. Yeah. He, he, he did a lot in those two years. Three different mob families, two different restaurants, bars he destroyed. Three women? Three, yeah, three different women. He was a busy boy. Amanda, guess what time it is? What time is it? It's time for me to pick out my Fat Fit Fun selections. Oh my gosh, you were so excited with the last box. What are you going to get this time? I love Fat Fit Fun. Seriously, I've been using it for over a year. And at first I was like, do I really want to, you know, spend money on that? Yes. I know how you get over $200 worth of products for only $49.99. And it's once a quarter. That's not bad at all. No, not at all. One of the items that I'm getting in my spring box is a light therapy, anti-wrinkle light. I've seen them listed other places for well over $100, and that's that's going to be included in my box. They also have robes, different lotions, sprays. There's a really cute umbrella on there. Tons of things for you to pick out. You're making me want one. You could go to our website, pure54podcast.com. And just go under the savings tab and click the get offer button under the FabFitFun. Make sure to use promo code rainbow and you get $10 off your first box. That's a deal. It's amazing. So go check out our website, pure54podcast.com and make sure to use promo code rainbow for $10 off your first box. And you're going to love it. So then in 2013, no, no. And then in 2003, Xander nearly died of a drug overdose, and Gia rushed to his side and tried to get his father to see the damage he had done to Xander. And I forgot that Gia had been recast. Oh, yeah. I still, I feel like every time we have talked about her. You're picturing originals, Gia. And the fact that she left law school and this and that and the other thing. Yeah, she this recast Gia left to go back to law school. So back to the Taggart thing, when we were like, what, how did that happen? She was actually working with Alexis for a little bit, which it does come into play here because she talks to Xander on behalf of Alexis a lot of times. Okay. So she, I totally forgot that she was working in any legal profession capacity. Now that you say it, it brings it all back because of watching the more recent episodes to the storyline but yeah I had not remembered all of that no so Gia really told off Cameron I watched okay 
I did watch all of the videos from 2003 to 2004. I did not just sit there and watch them. I was doing some contact cleanup for, like I was cleaning out my emails. I was organizing a couple different programs that I have, you know, updating my contacts as they were playing in the background. So I was working while I was listening. Okay. And she really told him off. It was like, how could you really do that to him? Can't you see that he needs you? You know, he was a kid, you know, all of that. And Cameron began to realize the consequences of his judgment and hostility. But it would be some time before father and son could deal with each other civilly. Had you mentioned that his name was Cameron? No. Okay. So this is, Cameron is Xander's dad. Right. Yes. No, it said, yeah, it said that at the end of whatever. Cameron's Xander. Yeah, we said that somewhere. We said that at the beginning of the conversation, didn't we? I don't know. I remember you kept saying, like, it turned out to be his dad, but I don't think. Okay. Yeah, well. Yeah, it said it in the end of my last pair. Did it, okay. And is Xander's dad? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, it said, the last paragraph that I read said that the therapist, he had a blah, blah, blah. The therapist turned out to be his estranged father, Cameron Lewis. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I just wasn't listening to that part, I guess. I was going to say, I know I said it, but I guess I did. I, yeah, estranged father and that they had the issues over the brother dying. Yeah. Yes. But it would be some time before father and son could deal with each other civilly. Gia continued to help Xander get his life back on track, much to the outrage of her fiancé, Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Desperate to hang on to Gia, Nicholas tried to bribe Xander to get out of town, but Xander refused. He grew closer to Gia after she broke up with Nicholas as they both supported Alexis during her murder trial and subsequent custody battle after the judge ordered Christina into the custody of Ned. Right? Ah! All these things we have to talk about. When AJ torched the gatehouse in a plan to get baby Christina into Edward's custody, Xander saved Ned from the fire and asked Cameron to help Alexis deal with her situation. Soon after, Emily returned to Port Charles, and this is when she was recast as Natalia Livingston, which, fun side fact, she's from Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Oh, I didn't know that. Two hours away from us. Not even two hours away from us, right? It's like an hour and a half, yeah. So, good old PA girl. Emily returned to Port Charles and Xander's arms. They ended up covering for Cameron and Alexis when Christina was kidnapped First by Sky and AJ, then by Alexis. And I did watch this because they were actually trying to get Xander and Emily arrested for bringing Christina back. But they were saying that she was the one that was, they were the ones who had kidnapped her, even though they did rescue her and they brought her back. Right. On the anniversary of Peter's death, Cameron revealed that Peter had committed suicide and that Xander wasn't responsible for his brother's death. And we should change that, that Peter died by suicide and that Xander was not responsible for his death. I'm sorry. What kind of father <laughs> let right? this child think for years? And he, yes. Okay. Right. And that's, I don't even understand, especially since he's supposed to be a therapist. You don't realize how you're going to screw up your kid's life by thinking that he had something to do with his brother dying. When in actuality, it had nothing to do with him. Yep. When Xander asked why Cameron never tried to find him and tell him, Cameron told him that he thought Xander would be better off away from Cameron. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Then Xander 
came into Emily's room through the tree. Oh, behold it. So first when they came, when she came back, I don't remember what order this was in, but there was a scene where Edward walked in to her room and found them in bed together. Oh, and Edward was losing his mind. And Emily said, you know, if you had just knocked, I would have told you that I had a guest. Monica and Alan come walking in. Oh my God. And then they wound up having this whole conversation. Hold on. Let me see. I'm looking ahead. I don't see it in here. So they have this whole conversation about Emily's like, listen, I've been away at boarding school. I've been living my own life. I'm 18. Because Edward was saying that he was going to have him arrested for seducing her. And he's like, um, she's 18. That's not going to work. Right. So it, it was just, it was really good. Because then downstairs, they were arguing about it. Once everyone was dressed, they were all downstairs. And Tracy came walking in with Dylan. Mm. And this was the first time that Tracy met Emily and Skye and all of them. It was so good. It was the first time that we saw aged up Dylan. Yeah. It was the first time that Dylan met Ned. Oh my so god. This is a whole other thing. Yeah, because Tracy introduces him and says, and this is your big brother Ned. Wow. We have I so get lost to talk about rabbit hole forever. So many things to talk about. This is why I was very grateful for this person. And it was so it's I think it's Travis Shamrocky. Okay. Or Travis a mockery. Either okay. way, the playlist will be in our show notes because it's an excellent playlist that's put together. But I'm very thankful for that person because it it prevented me from going down the rabbit hole because they just played one right after another. Yes. So thank you. Anyway, so then Xander caught Emily trying to inject herself with something, and he convinced her to get help, thinking that she was addicted addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. And it was it was actually really good because I mean he tore apart her room, he grabbed all the bottles, he went in the bathroom and locked the door, and you heard flushing and everything. And Emily was losing her mind. Right. So then Monica comes in and actually kind of diffuses the situation. Xander has to leave. And Monica tells Emily, I got your records from college or whatever. I got your medical records. I know that you have breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So she was really taking alternative medications for breast cancer. And he didn't know it but he promised to help get her into rehab and help her get off the drugs and everything. Emily convinced Xander to give her some space during which Xander got beat up by a drug dealer. Gia found him and even covered for him when drugs were found in his jacket. Xander was confused when Emily was thrown from rehab after only a few days and picked a fight with him and called Gia to make sure that Xander didn't do anything stupid in anger. Later, they made up and spent a lot of time together. (laughs) So there was this really nice clip that showed she was finally going to tell Xander and they were going to have the perfect day. And because he kept saying, he's like, I know you're doing great. And he actually told, I think he told Monica, she's addicted to drugs and she won't get help. Mm -hmm. You know, he just, and I think that's when she said, I know that you have breast cancer. You know, we'll get through this. And he said something again to Monica And she was like, without saying anything, she said, you know, Emily's really going to need you during this time. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging. So, but she was very careful with her words that she was using. But 
Emily is talking to their new butler about a picnic that she wants to put together at the boathouse. And they're going to spend the day together, blah, 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 blah. And then she's going to tell him, do you remember who the new butler was? This isn't when Alexis was being the butler. Oh, where was that? That was so funny. We have a lot to talk about with Alexis. That was probably my favorite. We could just do an episode on Dobson, an episode on murder, (laughs) an episode on. How many people have you killed and gotten off of not killing them? How many people have you allegedly killed? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's, you know, part of they spent the time together. And when a drug dealer that Xander, Xander had harassed for selling to kids and confronted Xander with a gun, a struggle ensued and Xander got shot. Later, the guy turned up dead and Scott tried to pin the murder on Xander, but Emily had Nicholas bail Xander out. Suddenly, Emily dumped Xander and claimed to be in love with Nicholas. Xander was blindsided and found comfort in Gia's arms. So now here he is with Gia. Mm-hmm. Gia knew the truth about Emily, but Emily pushed her to develop a relationship with Xander. But when Xander found out that Emily had breast cancer, because she never told him. Right. And had lied to him due to her misguided need to protect him from watching her die, he rushed to her side. Xander and Nicholas were both in love with her by this point, but aside from the occasional bar fight, they remained, they managed to remain civil as she fought for her life. Another funny clip was they got drunk at Jake's. And Coleman was there. Oh, wow. I mean, they were smashed. And they they had a fight. And then finally they were like, okay, we can't do this. And they were doing cheers to her eyes, cheers to her smile, you know. And then, oh, my gosh, who was it? Coleman called Lucky and Lydia. I think it was Lucky and Lydia to come pick them up. And... Nicholas was so polite during, I mean, his manners were just lucky at one point said he's the only person I know whose manners improve when they get drunk. <laughs> so they actually went to go see Emily and see her while they were drunk. And Nicholas is like, I walked into a door and Xander's like, I fell on a table. <laughs> and it actually made her laugh because she was like, they're lying to me, but they're smashed. Like that is just, it was, it was a really good scene. It was really funny. So that's what they're talking about with, aside from the occasional bar fight, because Coleman didn't even kick them out. They just sat on the floor up against the bar doing shots. Oh my gosh. Certain she was going to die, Emily married Xander at the hospital bed, at her hospital bedside. But she recovered and then moved to Nicholas's old cottage. <laughs> they tried hard to be happy and even watched over baby Christina for Xander's father, because at some point, Cameron is the one who wound up with Christina. So we'll just... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. But what Xander did not want to face was that Emily was truly in love with Nicholas and had only married him out of guilt. And I, I think it was Lucky told her, you love them both, but your eyes light up with Nicholas. Aww. You know. Xander did come face to face with this fact when Nicholas's new life, Lydia, showed him pictures of Nicholas and Emily making out in the cottage. Enraged, Xander attacked Nicholas, who was already in the hospital for another reason, did not go down the rabbit hole. Afterwards, Xander demanded that Emily make a choice, Nicholas or Xander, 
Although she chose Xander at first, Emily could not ignore her feelings for Nicholas. Xander realized this and broke it off before she could leave him. But after some encouragement from Gia, Xander decided to try to fight for Emily. On Halloween night, Xander found Emily in the arms of Nicholas, making love at the cottage. Devastated, Xander met up with Elizabeth, who had a fight with her estranged wife, who had a fight with her estranged husband, Rick, because she just found out that Rick had Carly, who was pregnant, locked up in the basement. Oh, in that room. That was so good. This was their estranged argument. Like, this is what caused them to be estranged. (laughs) And so Elizabeth and Xander fell into bed for one night of passion. Xander didn't have any regrets the next morning, but Elizabeth did. And, oh, yeah, the second the door shut, she called Emily. Thanks. Thanks for telling me after you slept with my husband. That was nice. Yeah. And I wrote down, I said, Elizabeth really called Emily right after Xander walked out the door after they made cam. Then after getting drunk and stumbling across Faith doing business on the docks, and that's my girl Faith Roscoe. Yes. Xander began working for Faith in mob-related dealings. Faith had made an enemy out of Nicholas and had Xander put a bomb on Nicholas's new freighter. But when Xander found out that Emily was on board, he ran to rescue her. The bomb blew up and Xander was hospitalized, but his injuries didn't prevent him from threatening to kill Jason. Elizabeth tried to convince Xander to give up his career as a criminal, but Xander refused. Xander finalized his divorce to Emily with few words, but later shed tears over the loss of Emily. Elizabeth repeatedly tried to tell Xander about their baby. Well, I'm glad that I mentioned that she had gotten pregnant because this forgot to. Yeah. yeah. Emily was at the hospital when Liz found out that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, she was the first one that she told. Yes. Yeah. But each time, Xander cut her off before she could get the words out. Seeing Xander's attitude, Elizabeth was reluctant to tell Xander that he was going to be a father. But Rick convinced Elizabeth that Xander had the right to know. They told Xander together aboard the Haunted Star, and Rick did his best to convince Xander to sign over his parental rights to him. Xander agreed at first, but later changed his mind. He used the parental rights issue to blackmail Rick into framing Nicholas for murder of Cody McCall. Oh, wow. Xander planned to send Nicholas to prison so that he could reunite with Emily. Rick complied at first, but it became obvious to too many people what was going on. Just like it's going to be very obvious when Michael and Willow get married. You think? Uh Uh-huh. When Xander physically attacks Nicholas during a visit and then demands Nicholas to be charged with assault, Rick has Xander arrested instead. Rick then convinces Xander that he could make a jury believe that Xander killed Cody to frame Nicholas. Xander then signs away his parental rights to keep Nick, to keep Rick from convicting him. No longer caring about what happened to him or anyone else, Xander told Faith, Faith that he would kill Jason during the delivery of a shipment but the cops showed up as well, and a shootout ensued. One of the cops was shot in the back. When Rick pressed Faith about it, she named Xander as the shooter in exchange for Rick's protection against Sonny and Jason. Unable to prove his innocence, especially when the cop named him as the shooter, Xander went on the run. He convinced Maxie to hide him at her house, and she reluctantly agreed. They shared a tender moment while talking about lost love. He really, I I did not remember. Right? Side. He He confronted Emily and tried to tell her that he still loved her. 
but Nicholas came on the scene and Xander threatened to kill Nicholas in front of her. In a scuffle over a gun, Xander got shot in the leg. So we're up to two shoot, two times he was shot? Yes. Maxie snuck Xander into a room in the basement of the Port Charles Hotel and then went to the hospital to get Xander pain medication for his wound. Cameron caught Maxie stealing the medication and convinced her to let him help Xander. So Maxie's for lots of people. Yes, she did. Xander reluctantly allowed his father to remove the bullet, but made him leave afterward by pretending to hold Maxie hostage. <sighs> Sorry. He just hostages. I know. Nicholas discovered that Xander was hiding in the basement of the hotel and confronted him. He knocked Xander out and locked the door. Then he notified Rick of Xander's location. When the police came to arrest him, a fire exploded from the room he was in. The fire spread through the entire hotel and pulled a body out of the basement that was believed to be Xander's. Distraught over his son's death, Cameron walked into the burning hotel. He met Luke and Lucky in the building and saved Lucky from being crushed by a falling beam before being crushed himself. So that was the end of Cameron. Yep. Trying to save his son. Well, thank God he became a father in the end because he sucked before that. Emily felt guilty and distraught over Xander's death as well, but she later learned that the body was Scott Baldwin. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. However, no one knew Xander's whereabouts. A few days later, oh, and this is, keep in mind, this is when the Port Charles Hotel burned down, and that is how we now have the Metro Court, because Courtney was all in here, too. Oh, okay. She was in the background. Yeah. So Emily felt distraught, blah, 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 blah. A few days later, Rick, Elizabeth, Emily, and Nicholas all received letters from Xander, courtesy of a lawyer. Each letter accused the person's significant other of killing Xander. The two couples spent the next few weeks trying to figure out. The two couples spent the next few weeks trying to figure out who killed Xander. First, Nicholas was arrested since he was the last person to see Xander alive and had him locked in the room, leaving Xander no way out of the fire. But the charges were later dropped. Elizabeth Elizabeth finally admitted to confronting Xander before the fire and knocking him out. Unwilling to let Elizabeth pay for Xander's death. They convinced Jason to say that another cop, Capelli, had admitted to killing Xander before dying after a confrontation with Jason. The mystery was finally solved. (laughs) Or was it? Not long after Elizabeth's confession, evidence began to surface that Xander might still be alive. Emily saw him everywhere she went, but she figured she was only hallucinating. She went to the cottage that she had shared with Xander in order to say goodbye. Instead, she found Xander in in the flesh. He had knocked out the maintenance guy in the basement of the hotel and accidentally killed him. Xander then seized the opportunity to convince the cops he was dead by starting the fire to burn up the remains. Then he hid out at the guy's apartment. This is like true crime stuff that you hear about. Xander told Emily that he loved her and they should be together, but Emily realized that Xander was mentally unstable. He took her hostage and demanded that she make love to him. Wow. If she didn't, he would kill Nicholas. This is not okay. Yes. But when Emily agreed as only a business arrangement, Xander couldn't go through with it. Good. Right. When the cops arrived outside after being tipped off by Elizabeth, Emily tried to sue Xander and convince him to give himself up. She refused to leave without Xander, 
and he finally agreed to walk with her outside. Emily had already informed the cops that Xander was unarmed, repeatedly said he's unarmed. And then they're like, he could be making her say that. And for some reason, Rick was there. Rick was everywhere back then. Yeah. However, once outside, so he's standing there and they're holding hands and he looks down and he sees the sight laser on his chest. And he kept saying that that was the first place that, so they met because like you said, like the hostage situation and everything. So that's how they met. And he was like, this is how it ends. Like it, we've come full circle and he pushed her away and made a move like he was reaching for a gun and the cops opened fire, didn't kill him right away. And he died in Emily's arms. The end. That makes me sad because it would be fun if we could bring him back now. Well, in 2009, he did make another appearance when Natalia was leaving as Rebecca Shaw. Mm -hmm. And she got on a plane and the person she was sitting next to was Chad Brannon. And I think he said his name was Aaron. And she was going to Paris because, you know, we do. Everyone goes to Paris. (laughs) And she said something about, or he looked at her funny and she was like, what? And he's like, nothing. And she's like, do I just have one of those faces? Like, you recognize me? Or like, you know, do I seem familiar or something like that? And he said no, but he was saying about how before the relocation, I guess he was relocating for his job. He didn't know anyone in Paris. And it just hit him when he got on the plane. And now he knows her. Mm. So even though it was two totally different characters that each one of them were playing, you're right. he did make that one more appearance in 2009. And in addition to the 158 episode and so just a heads up it's not every single episode that he was in there is a bunch of clips so some of them are two minutes three minutes i think yeah. the most that any clip was was eight minutes right and those were few and far between mm-hmm. but there was also by holly g3 on youtube created a series a six series the xander smith documentary oh and that will be posted on our show notes also could not find part three and there was no sound in part no sorry there was no sound in part three and i could not find part four okay but it starts with announcing recast to chad brandon so i really don't think that mark guy was in very many episodes maybe he was like a background character like something going down on the docks or whatever and so they had named him but he hadn't really done anything i don't know i could yeah everything that i found was like you're saying whenever the xander that we remember was xander yeah so he must have only been in a handful of episodes i would imagine right and so part of the documentary it's set to well i think there's other songs too but there's a good chunk of it that's set to the reason by Hoobastink. Oh, okay. In the background. And I wrote, seriously, how are there no videos or more info about Sorrel? Mm-hmm. Well, now it makes sense why Elizabeth hasn't really told Cameron that much about her dad, because there's not very many good things to tell. Well, but that's the thing, though, is as you're watching it, he's a good guy. You he know? is a good guy. He but- just makes every wrong he worked for every mobster. Yes. He held people captive two or three times, depending on how what you want to count Emily. He was shot twice. Like, 
it would be very hard to be honest with your kid and not include that stuff, especially now that the internet does exist. You know that your kid would then be Googling these things that happened and finding How out. How not? Yeah. Do you think that he even knows his actual name as Xander Smith? I would think so. But then I think that a lot of Xander had a very traumatic experience as a child and right. was blamed by his father and turns out was not even, even if it was a hunting accident. You still don't tell your kid that it's his fault that your other kid died. Yeah, because the kid's already thinking it. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. there I get that word again. But that is the real definition of crazy there. It's just, I understand, I understand even thinking it. Right. But to say that no. to them, there was definitely a lot of issues before that. You know, I mean, and Xander talked to that in a lot of the clips. Right. Say Peter was the perfect child. Peter had his life planned out. I was the mess up, you know, and then he went and died. And it was like, but he never really was able to heal from that. So no, no wonder he was a mess. Right. But I didn't like him with Elizabeth, but thank goodness that gave us Cameron because exactly. I love young Cameron. Yes. So, yeah. So that's the background of Mr. Xander Smith. YouTube is full of information on him. I really enjoyed it. It seems like he had quite the following. I think just that time frame, like we've talked about before, those young love romances were fun to watch. And because I like to be a creeper, I did check for Chad Brannon on Instagram, and he is an entrepreneur owner of Carly Jean Los Angeles, which is a store, like a clothing store that he owns with his wife, Carly Jean. Oh, cute. And it looks like some really, really cute stuff. But he's not very active on Instagram. He has a few pictures of his family, a couple things that he's done, like a little bit of acting. Okay. But overall, it doesn't look like he does voiceover work, too. Oh. So you might hear him more than you might see him. Huh. But, yeah, I mean, before his last post was February 8th of this year, and before that it was November 17th, and then before that was May. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's not very active, but it looks like he's having a good time. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And he looks the same. And that's all that matters, too. (laughs) How do people never age? Um, Well, we don't. So, (laughs) yeah, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So that is all about Mr. Xander Smith. And sorry, I did not look up Mark Brett because forgot about him. I feel so bad. Don't feel bad. We couldn't it's even like find- the third Carly. We forget her name too. Yes. Yes. So join us on Monday as we do our recap of this week's episodes and flashback Friday. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.